Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and recycler. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. So each day I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon I'm gonna teach you stuff No, it won't be tough Gonna go a year till you've had enough It's 365 Today in 2019, a report was published revealing that the U.S. produces the most waste per person globally. Though people in the United States represent just 4% of the world's population, we produce 12% of municipal solid waste. Meanwhile, India represents about 18% of the world's population, yet produces only slightly more waste than the U.S. Why do you think that is? Well, let's take a closer look at this report to figure out where we went so wrong and how we can do way better. Plastic only came into widespread consumer use in the 50s, and since then, humans have made 8.3 billion tons of plastic, yet only 16% of waste is recycled globally. If that trend continues, by 2050, we will have 12 billion tons of plastic, which amounts to about 35,000 Empire State Buildings. It's a known fact that plastic waste is seriously disrupting wildlife. We've all seen photos of a sea turtle on the beach stuck in a plastic six-pack ring. But in general, people kind of treat these issues like they'll just go away if we ignore them. Of course, that's not the case. Still, maybe your local coffee shop stopped carrying straws, or maybe you chose to skip the plastic bag after buying a small item from the convenience store. But compared to other countries, we're leagues behind, and we're producing more than our fair share of waste. Germany is the most efficient country when it comes to recycling. With 68% of their municipal waste being recycled, we are still only at 35%. This might be because recycling is incentivized in Germany's culture. Let's say in the US, you buy a glass bottle of olive oil. When you finish using the oil, you just go out and buy a new one. Maybe you turn the bottle into a makeshift flower vase, or you use it to store something else, but most likely you just throw it out. But in Germany, when you buy the product in a glass bottle, you pay a deposit on the bottle. When you return it, you get your deposit back, which encourages people to recycle. Still, just recycling isn't a perfect solution. According to one of the senior environmental analysts from the firm that published the study, Quote, we need to be working towards almost a zero material footprint kind of society. That means minimizing our waste, not just recycling it. Once a piece of plastic is in the world, it's hard to get it out. If you throw it out, it'll likely just end up being dumped into a marine habitat. About a truckload of plastic flows into the ocean each minute, the study estimates. Some people burn their plastic, but that's not good either. It releases harmful chemicals that affect the air we breathe. And even from the moment a piece of plastic is being produced, it's being created through substances like petroleum, which are fossil fuels. When fossil fuels are burned, they create greenhouse gases that contribute to climate change. Substances like coal, crude oil, and gas are called fossil fuels because they form when plant and animal matter are buried and fossilized. Because these fossilized plants and animals were once living beings, which contained carbon, they release carbon dioxide into the atmosphere when burned. It's also important to realize that the effects of climate change are most starkly seen in developing countries. An investigation by The Guardian found that hundreds of thousands of tons of plastic from the U.S. are being sent to countries in Africa and Southeast Asia, 
where the plastic is sorted by underpaid, underregulated laborers. For example, a woman in Vietnam who was interviewed by The Guardian made about $6 per day to sort through our trash. That's not fair. And carrying that knowledge should really make us look at water bottles in a different way. So what can we do as individuals to stop climate change? Recycling can't save us, but that doesn't mean that we can give up. That means that we change our habits, even in small ways, like bringing reusable tote bags to the grocery store instead of using loads of plastic bags. Unfortunately, this issue extends beyond average people like you and me, though. From 1988 to 2015, just 100 companies were responsible for 71% of global greenhouse gas emissions. Still, some companies like Google, Facebook, and Apple are committing to use 100% renewable energy. That means not fossil fuels. It might seem hopeless to stand up to these big corporations, but corporations only exist if there are enough consumers to keep them afloat. And as consumers, where we put our money matters. As young people, we're the ones who are going to have to bear the brunt of climate change, but there are some amazing activists in our generation who are rallying young people to be the change that we want to see. We've talked about Greta Thunberg on the podcast before. You can check out our March 15th episode. But if you're in the U.S., you can find a local chapter of the Sunrise Movement, a youth-powered initiative to fight climate change, or another organization in your area to get involved. Now, let's talk about music. On this day in 2020, Sufjan Stevens released America as the first single from his record, The Ascension, his second record released that year. And Sufjan was not messing around. Can you imagine promoting an album with a 12-minute lo-fi single lamenting the failures of your country? That's intense, but the beloved singer-songwriter pulled it off. He first wrote the song in 2014 when he was working on the iconic indie folk record Carrie and Lowell, but it felt appropriate to release it four months after the outbreak of COVID-19 in the U.S. We watched as our government failed to take appropriate measures to keep us safe from the virus, like offering essential workers pay to stay home or issuing national mask mandates. At the same time that we mourned the impact of COVID and the rising death toll in our country, we also mourned the lives lost to unnecessary police brutality. Even as things start to feel a bit more normal, the lyrics are still cutting. Don't do to me what you did to America, he repeats. And now for today's final segment, I'll be looking into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a July 3rd in my life. On July 3rd, 2017, I have a photo here of my cat Scout lying in bed with me as I have my little cousin Mona, who I think at that point was like two years old, and my cousin Kaya, also like five years old, I think, in this photo. And they were, is that right? Yeah, my math is right. Five and two. And we were watching Moana in my bed and everybody was super comfy and I just have such fond memories of being able to grow up with my cousins next to my family in the Bay Area and they could come over and do stuff like that. But I love little kids and being able to like hang out with my cousins when they were two and five was so cute. And now I live in New York and I'm so far away from them, but I'm excited to be able to go back and and say hi to them soon. And we could probably watch some Disney movie then, like Luca. Thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff.
stuff No, it won't be tough Gonna go a year till you've had enough It's three 